moving on to Tennessee. Conquer, this was the first game this weekend. It was, uh, I mean, it was the first shock of the weekend. I feel like it almost set the tone for what the weekend was going to end up being as far as great games and also just shock and awe, so to speak. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals came to play. Mm-hmm. And Tannehill did not. Mm-mm. Thoughts on this game? Well, you kind of like foreshadowed it there. Tannehill. I mean, he was the difference in a bad way <laughs> for the Titans. Uh, you know, I mean, he was he the only issue? No, I think they leaned a little too much on Derrick Henry. For a guy who hadn't played in had, had two pl- and a half months. Yeah, yeah in ten weeks. So, and especially when you had Foreman coming in there and he was gashing them a little bit. And he, he was playing well all season. Like, I mean, well, go he got hot towards the end. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he, he came in and gave him a burst, but, and I get it. You want Henry in there. He had the rushing touchdown. But the real story is Tannehill. His first and last passes are to the other team. Yeah. You can't, you, this is the playoffs, can't do that. No, man. You can't do no. that. I mean, <clears throat> and. If you look at everything else, there's no reason the Titans should have won. The, shouldn't have won this game. They they sacked Joe Burrow a playoff a tying playoff record nine times. Nine times. Nine. Nine. And it, they still lost. It's almost as if Joe Burrow's offensive line likes to make it as challenging as possible for him. Well, he was the most sacked quarterback in the league. This was this has been an issue all season. It was an issue last yeah. year when he got his ACL torn. Mm-hmm. He's getting the snob kicked mm-hmm. out of him. That's why he's MVP. Just saying. <sighs> It was, he he doesn't flinch, and neither do the Bengals. Because like I said, when they played the Raiders, are they so young, they don't know any better? Are they just playing? No one expects them to be here, so they just get to play loose? Yeah. I mean, they, they, this whole team has adapted Joe Burrow's mentality. I was going to say, I don't think it's even necessarily that they're so young. I just think that Joe Burrow plays with such a high level of cool confidence that it literally radiates throughout the rest of the team. Like, I don't think that... They've never had a quarterback like that in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Since I mean, even Boomer Esiason wasn't like that. Like he Kenny, was just, Ken Anderson. I mean, still they, like exactly. They. I mean, at least in our lifetimes of watching oh, yeah. football, like well, you know, Andy Dalton was okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Carson Palmer had some good years, but nothing on the level like Joe Burrow has a shot in a league full of fantastic quarterbacks to be one of the best, like the best quarterbacks from year in and year out. And that's a different level. You know what I'm saying? Like Carson Palmer was never that 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 good. Marvin Lewis was that good as a coach, but it was never quite there in the playoffs. And so it's, I mean, it's a different level never of confidence, quite there. huh? It was never there. I yeah. mean, they didn't even win. They didn't win once That's in the insane. playoffs. Not That's once. Still insane. I still say though, if Joey Porter doesn't fall on Carson Palmer's leg on purpose, okay, let's let, okay, let's not call it a fall. Let's call it a dive. Yeah, it was he dove. dove. He dove right on yeah, top of he it. Man. Kazi, didn't he? I mean, he had already thrown the ball and was watching it go down. It was the, obviously dirty. And it's typical, like anyway, typical type stuff. Listen, Joey Porter Lawrence was Taylor dirty. ended Joe Theismann's career. That was not a dirty play. Nope. Joey yep. Porter, that was a dirty play. Yep. And Carson Palmer was never the same. Oh. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was impressed, obviously, by Joe Burrow. It's hard not to be impressed every time you watch him play. The guy is is poised. He's got good weapons. He's got a horrible offensive line. Ooh. So I'm still surprised that they won this game just on that alone. And the line, it's not like the line played a good game. Like, oh, you know, they suck and then they came together. They played terrible. And they still won. And, I mean, if you're Tennessee, 
This is about as dev like I wouldn't say as devastating a loss as there could be. I think when they were up on the Chiefs, you know, a year or two ago, you know, in Arrowhead and looking like they were in control of that game, that's a worse loss than this because they were never quite in control of this game. And that was, I think that was the AFC Championship. So mm-hmm. that's worse. But, I mean, this is pretty bad. Like, you you had muscled your way through this season. You get Derrick Henry back. You think you got a head full of momentum. The Super Bowl was going to go through Tennessee as far as the AFC is concerned. You didn't. You only had to play the Bills or, or Chiefs once. You wouldn't have had to play both of them. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, this was set up for them to be able to do something. And they just came out and lay, Tannehill just laid a complete egg at home. Like, that is – that's one of the worst quarterback – Tannehill is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, it's it's a similar type of situation. I think the Niners' defense is a little bit better. But, you know, when you look at the quarterback position on both those teams, they are fighting not to be a liability. Like, they're not nowhere near the greatest asset on either team. And so it's like, just don't lose us games. That's all they ask of these two. And Tannehill found a way to do it. It's, it's, it was atrocious. This, this Titans offense was really bad. The money down, third down, they're one for eight. One for eight. They rush for, over, for 140 yards and still lose time of possession by eight minutes. Yeah. This, I mean, that, that's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And the, and the, and the thing is... The Bengals scored one touchdown. They had kicked field goals. Yeah. Your defense kept you in it. You, you, Literally, you, you nine, hold, you sack, hold, nine sacks and all those field goals. You hold a team to 19 points at home and you still lose. Yeah. In, in great football conditions. You can't, blame, you can't blame it on the weather. You can't blame it on anything. Yeah. I mean, and I, and like the first, let's go with the first play. Tannehill, play action. I, I get the call. I did Because they're going to load up. But you <laughs> – you cannot, cannot do that. As in, give the ball away. You can't do this because what that that sets a tone. The, these Bengals come in and they're confident. I wouldn't say they're cocky. They're confident. I call them cocky, but I also wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. And you instantly give them momentum. Yeah, like that yeah. short field. Now, granted, that Bengals off of the line shows up again, and. They end up having to settle for a field goal. And listen, his offensive line is terrible. Joe Burrow does need to do a better job of throwing the ball away. Now I get it. If you're if you're inside the tackle box, you're risking, especially if you don't. If there's no receiving the air of getting grounding, but he has got to throw this ball yeah, away. He's, sometimes he's got to preserve preserve he, his body. He tries to keep the play alive, and he and it just sometimes you just got to live to play another down, Joe. But still, he'll learn that. Well, I mean, well, he better. You would have thought he, he better learn this week at that torn ACL. Seriously. Well, but see, and the thing is, you go back to uh, training camp, and early on in the preseason, everyone thought he had the yips because he wasn't. He it what? I mean, he just wasn't quite sure about it. Yeah. And then the regular, and then Jamar Chase had issues, issues, and then regular season starts, and it's like, oh, <laughs> lights are on now. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> let's slick the hair on. Let's slick the hair back, and let's let's fling the ball around a little bit, guys. Yeah. So. I was yes. I mean, the Bengals still. I still think they won the game, but but damn, damn. Tennessee, like you said, had it lined up in their favor. 
Yeah. You don't have to play the beefs. The, the beefs. The, <laughs> the, the bills or the cheese. You don't have to play them both. You just got to play one. And you're going to be having it at home. Yeah. And you're going to have it at home. It's a horrible and you, and you lay an egg. Yeah. I mean, you and like you egg. said, 19 points. You can't get more than 19 points at home against, you know, what's essentially, you know, a four seed. So, I, I mean, it's, it's a bad loss. I... I think Tannehill's terrible. I, I have always felt like this was his problem, though, was that it, at some point they're going to force him to beat him, and he can't do it. So, I mean, he's got A.J. Brown and Julio running around out there, and he's still throwing picks. Those are two of the best receivers. Maybe not Julio. He's on the downside. But still, he's still top 25. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, he, if you still put a ball near him, he's still going to probably be able to make a play on it. You've got you've got two quality running backs as a tandem, and you've got two wide receivers and, and some tight ends that aren't great but serviceable. Yeah. I mean, basically, you just had to – you don't lose it. Yeah. Don't lose the game. Yes. And he literally threw it away. Three times. To start yes. the game – Somewhere in the, in the middle, middle and, and, then, the and then at the end, in the I game. I mean, it's just, you know, and the thing is, everyone's like, T- they need to get rid of Tannehill. Well, good luck. That contract is not good. Because he, he's guaranteed his money next year, all whatever, I think it's $29 million. And who, who's going to take that, who's going to take on that money and take take on Tannehill? I mean, and the thing is, who are you going to get to replace him? Who are you going to get to replace I, I'd take David Carr over him. Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Dang, I always yeah. said David. Yeah. No, I, I, I would take Derek Carr over him, sure. But like, but you said, I don't think that's going to happen. You got to find a place to unload that contract. Yeah. It's like Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. Like, what are you going to do with the contract? There you go. You know how much Derek Carr's con- how much he gets paid next year? How much? Nineteen. Dang. Yeah, ten million less for a better quarterback. Man, I guess I think I thought he's a free agent this year, or is he a no, no, no. restricted? I don't know. I, I thought he was a. I don't think. I, I, well. I, well it depends on what the Raiders are doing. They're going to blow everything up and just start a total rebuild. Yeah. I, can't I mean, the be- thing is, though. I can't believe that they're not going to give that, that offensive coordinator the shot at that, man. Or whatever his name is. Oh, oh. I can't remember. You yeah, said, what's his yeah, name? Uh, uh, Biascio. Or, uh, yeah, but, uh, what the hell? I'm going to butcher it. That's he's okay. a special, he was a special teams coordinator. That, I mean, he did yeah. a good job, man. He got him to Basaccia. the playoffs. Basaccia. I, I can't believe there he's not going to get a shot at him, man. Huh? I, I mean, look, look. Mark Davis, you're in Vegas, wants to try to make a splash. I don't know who he's going to get. You know, I, I I mean, obviously, I just saw that they're gonna they request an interview for McDaniel's, but he ain't taking that nah, job. Nah, man, McDaniel's ain't taking. I don't I don't think McDaniel's is taking another job until I, I, Bill Belichick retires yeah, I and think, Kraft makes it exactly. I think I think that's that's a succession situation if you've ever seen one, which is ironic because that's what Parcells tried to do with Belichick, you know, twenty five years ago. Yeah. Um. And I kind of wondered about Bienemy. I kind of think he might be in the same spot, like. He's not getting a lot of interviews. I almost feel like he's, you know, Andy's like, well, well just, par- just hang well, tight. Part of, part of that is you can't interview if you're still in the playoffs. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, mm-hmm. I just almost feel like it's to the point where it's like, well, just hang tight, and when I'm ready to bounce here hey, in the next few be. years. I mean, Andy can't go more than another four or five years. Well, he, I guess you say that, but he's he's what eight years younger than Belichick. Dang, is that right? I think Andy Reid's sixty-two. He looks 63. so unhealthy. Well, that's because he's large. Yeah, he's not just large. Like, he's, like, well, sloppy large. Well, I know. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, and then he's, and you can tell he, like, smokes. And the old mustache got the stain right there. Does he still smoke? I'm, well, I, I mean, I would assume. Like the cheaper? I, no, like cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Dude, maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's why I can't drop the weight. I don't know. Anyway, um, 
Tennessee coming out, losing this game, genuinely set the tone for the weekend. And that was everything from there was like all bets are off. You almost felt like you couldn't because, I mean, nobody, we all expected the Bengals to give them a game. Nobody expected them to win that game. Like, to me, once that happened, I mean, we literally talked after that game, and I was like, well, hopefully that's the only one seed to go down today. And so it, it set the tone for what was set to be the wildest, craziest divisional weekend we've ever had, <sighs> which leads me to the Green Bay Packers. Mm. Mm-hmm. The road to the Super Bowl in the NFC was supposed to go through Green Bay. Mm-hmm. As an owner, <laughs> uh, I take these kinds of playoff losses extremely personal. I took them personal before I was an owner, mm-hmm. and I take them more personal somehow. I didn't think I could get to another level. This is how they repay you. This is what they do. <laughs> this is what they do. I told you they find I a said, way to break my I, heart. I said that Saturday night. I was like, I buy, I get, I buy stock in the team, and this is how they repay me. I, I, I told you they break my heart. I picked them because they should have been able to do this. Oh, yeah, they should have won this game. And, I mean, much has been made. Of the special teams play, we knew going in. Like, we watched um, basically every Packers the game. Entire, we, yeah. yeah. And we knew, especially the last two months of the season, like, it was a glaring weakness. Mm-hmm. This was, special teams was not a, like, not that bad. It was a glaring mm-hmm. weakness. Like, it was atrocious. Mm-hmm. We literally let Baltimore almost win a game on a kickoff well, return I mean, and a return. It, it, so one we, of the reasons the Bears were able to keep up in that last Sunday night game was. The Packers are the only team in the league this year to give a punt return for a touchdown. I mean, that's how bad it was. Like, so we knew. We're like, man, you know, if we end up in a tight game, this could be bad. Oh, yeah. What we didn't anticipate was that 10 points would make a tight game. Mm-hmm. Kiker, let me get your thoughts on, on this debacle by the Green Bay Packers. We'll work our way around to the San Francisco 49ers and what they did right. I've never – I don't know if I've ever been – no, never been more disappointed in an overall effort in a playoff game. You say overall. Oh, I mean the entire game. Defense play well. I'm, hold on, can I say Sorry, from, from two of the three faces, offense, special teams. That defense, they all slept well Saturday night because that was a championship effort. The 49ers want to run the football. They want to run the football. Kyle Shanahan is going to run the football because, one, they're real good at it. Two, his quarterback, he doesn't trust and can be a liability. So, I was, I thought, coming into this game, if Green Bay was able to stalemate the line of scrimmage, not win all the time, win most of the time. Just don't, give, just don't give up. Don't two, get blown just off. Don't give, don't give up 200 yards yeah. of rushing. That they, there's no way they lose this game. The Niners had 106 yards rushing. That's that pe- is nothing. That's pedestrian by nothing compared to 323 in 2012 and 285 in 2019. Nothing. That is nothing. They didn't. The the Niners just got normally in these type of games in the playoffs. The Niners just run the ball however they want, whenever they want. As often as they I mean, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, the last time they played in the playoffs, threw eight passes. Eight and, passes. And they won by 20. <laughs> <laughs> and they won oh, by 20. And they won by 20. And they won by 20. So, defensively, super proud of that. That effort. Yeah. All those guys. 
Now, special teams. Like you said, been bad all season. I mean, real bad. Yeah, real bad. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I brought it up. I don't even think it was halfway through the season. I was like, this, I'm concerned. Yeah. Like I said, this the special team is going to give me a stroke. <laughs> I mean, because I was just like, every time they kicked off, I'm just like, oh. If it's not a big-time return, it's a penalty. Or they kick it out of bounds. Or they, whatever. Crosby missing field goals in that Cincinnati game. Yeah. Now, he got he, he got right towards the towards the end of the season. Yeah. But, okay, you have a, blo- you have a blocked field goal. There's three points. Because it's a chip shot. It's, I mean, it you know, it's shorter than yeah, a PAT. It, it was a 25, like 20 yards. And you have a block punt return for a touchdown. Yep. That they rushed like five dudes. That is inexcusable. Now, to the offense. Led by a future first ballot, top 10 all-time quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Who we both said... Was all in this season because he he shown last time they, they played the Niners is when it convinced you. They played the Niners early in I the mean, season. In week three, now a long 30, time ago. Thirty-seven seconds left. Long time ago, and you saw it. The fire. Mm-hmm. They were getting healthy. Bakhtiari didn't play. Still don't know why. But the thing is, you, it's been a revolving door there. Josh Myers was back. I don't want to hear that shit. But would Bakhtiari have helped? Obviously. But. That's the game. That's injuries happen. You muster ten fucking points, and that's after an opening drive. They went right down. I mean, muscled in the way they scored with AJ Dillon muscling his ass through that defense. I thought, here we go. Yeah, they came to play today. Yeah, force the Niners punt, get the ball back. Simple rollout pass. Mercedes Lewis fumbles. The big dog never fumbles. Okay, I thought in that moment, shit. That just killed the momentum. Defense! No points! I'm like, yeah, okay, look, we got it right back. And then it was just nothing. Three and out. Maybe muster a first down. Punt. Ugh. The Niners are driving. Second, second quarter. Key interception. No points. You're, now you're buried inside the five. Aaron Jones. What? Moses parts the Red Sea. He is so open. Rodgers gets him the ball. Don't overthrow him. Just, just get yeah, him the just, damn football. Just get the ball there. He got the ball to him. And it's, and he starts. To, he turns around, runs 10 yards, and then slows down. I don't understand. It was a 75-yard completion. Yes, Without a touchdown attached to it. Yes. Which literally means. Which almost never happens. It, I mean, it's almost that almost never happens. No. Like, it just in football, that's a lot of yards. Usually, you unless you are from the one. I mean, it just doesn't happen that way. Mm. And in real time, we saw Aaron Jones take off, and then you saw him slow down. I was like, why, why didn't you just race to the edge? Like, all you had to do was race to the pylon. You're on Even the Even if you line. didn't get to the pylon, you would have gotten to probably the five, eight-yard line. I mean, at, and that's that's saying you didn't. I still like in in real time. It made no sense. Like, and when I say real time, for people who don't watch football all the time, like like we do, what I mean by that is sometimes you go back and you rewatch things in replay, and you're like, oh, I did. Okay, that did happen. Mm-hmm. I get it. Well, in real time, 
like if you see something in real time, it's a real mistake. Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So when I say real time, I mean in real time, you could see he had the angle to at least get another 10 yards, and he didn't take it. He basically slowed down and let this defender catch up to him. Aaron Rodgers fumbles the next play. They recover it, and then the field goal is blocked. Yeah. So it was it, it was a complete shift. Like, on the one hand, you started out with Jimmy G about to score. He throws mm-hmm. a pick and gives you an out. Then the Niners called timeout because oh, Rodgers yeah. was just going to run the clock out. Mm-hmm. Well, then Rodgers was like, well, hell, let's take a shot. So he takes a shot, makes a play, and Aaron Jones does not make a play. Mm-mm. Aaron Jones, well, he doesn't who you, finish it. Aaron Jones, yeah. who you did, who you paid last year to keep, mm-hmm. who doesn't, court, doesn't finish the play. Who Dylan outplayed most of the year, mm-hmm. and then he does not make a play at the most critical moment of his, of that of the game for him. And then so not only did you you stopped him, then you came back and then they stopped you. And now it's it's ten it's what's ten three? No, no, it's, no, it's seven nothing going into halftime. Oh my god. Seven nothing. Yes. They had a chance to go up ten nothing. Okay. I mean in, in the in the play right they after had that go play, fourteen, but I yeah. mean it was it oh yeah. But and <sighs> Nick Bosa, the one guy, the most feared pass rusher on the team, arguably in the league, TJ Watts probably more. Gets around your right tackle. He all he does is like put a hand and then falls down. <laughs> Rogers doesn't even. I mean, he doesn't even have time to go to a second read. Ball, but off. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean helmet it, hit him right in the elbow. Oh, like yeah. nothing. And I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get to Rogers, but clearly that was that was a play that you could have done nothing about. I mean, about. your internal clock's gotta go off, but damn, you think you have two seconds? Yeah, it was. Nah, good. you ain't got two seconds. And luckily, they recovered. Try to kick, I mean, and the guy, they didn't block that dude. Well, I'm right there. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't catch the son bitch and run it back. It was it was the worst special teams play I think I honestly have ever oh, seen. It's, it, well, almost. It, it was it was the worst I've ever seen. So um, anyway, it was just momentum killers. They couldn't. I mean, they just couldn't muster anything. It didn't. They had no sense of urgency. And then the entire second half, you know, you get a field goal to mm-hmm. to go up ten three, and then it was like they were just holding on. It was like they were like, we'll just try to hold on to this victory. It wasn't. They, they got so tight. It, it and wasn't like we're going to go and take this. It mm. was like we're just going to try to hold on. We'll be able to hold on to this victory. And I mean, and you just can't win that way. Like you, you, you can't win letting a team stay within striking distance. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's no reason that should have been in striking distance oh, no. at home. You should have no. been able to at least get another touchdown. And honestly, man, as as poor as the special team teams was, it's just like Joe Burrow. Like, he knows his line is trash. So going into a game, he can't come out and say later, like, oh, man, you know, the line wasn't able to protect. You knew the line couldn't protect you. Mm-hmm. So as far as the Packers go, going into the game, you knew the only phase of the game that you sucked at, like going in, was was special teams. So you you can't later come back and say special teams cost us the game. No, Aaron Rodgers, as the leader of the team, as the future Hall of Famer, as the wannabe you know goat that you, that we have all thought you could be, you are responsible for the offense not being able to score more than ten points. You only threw the ball. You only completed a pass to one person, <laughs> one pass to one person, not named Devontae Adams. Or and Aaron it, Jones. it was it was one play, but and Aaron Jones, you mm-hmm. you completed two passes to somebody not named Devontae Adams. You barely even looked at anybody else besides Devontae Adams. The fact 
like one of the the best parts about Aaron Rodgers' game throughout the years has always been that he spreads the ball around. I used to have a buddy who was a uh, you know played fantasy football, and he would get Rodgers, and he was like, he was like, getting Rodgers is fine. He said, but if you get one of his receivers, you're going to be frustrated because from week to week, he would a different receiver would blow up. He was like, so you you don't always get the points you should get like 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 a true one. So. For Rodgers to play this game where he only felt like Devontae Adams could make a play and he threw the ball poorly most of the game also, it, it was it was egregious. Like, if you were throwing the ball poorly, that's one thing. But for you to only look for that dude and the last play, the last throw he made at the end of the game was a prime example of how bad it was. You could see Lazard coming open over the middle, would have been a first down and put him at the 50. Changes the entire dynamic of the game. Even if you don't score there, even let's say you had to punt, you're you're punting and hopefully pinning them inside the 10. So, it just changed the entire dynamic of the game. Like but his 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 inability to to use any other receivers, his his poor throwing of the football, there were a lot of low throws, a lot of sloppy throws. His internal clock was off. I, everything about this game, th- this was, I've seen Aaron I've watched almost every, every Aaron Rodgers game in his entire career. Um, and I can tell you, this was the worst game he's ever played. Like, it, unequivocally. Like, I've seen games where he was outmatched. Mm-hmm. This was not the case. Like, this was him not making good reads and holding the football, not getting out of the pocket, not like not being able to to overcome and and get more than 10 points. And so, I, honestly, it's the worst loss of his career. Like, I, I'll give Stephen A. that. He was 100% on point with that. This is, And until he does something else in the playoffs, this is a, a legacy-affecting loss. Like Since the Super Bowl, 16 playoff games, 7-9. and nine. That's terrible. 7-9. and nine. Terrible. And, I mean, one of those years, we, and we can, we can do this all we want, but, I mean, yeah. you can go into, you know, the Giants year. That mm. should have been a win. Um, I'll give mm-hmm. you the Kaepernick Niners. Like that team was really good. Oh, Green, like, Green Bay. There's two two Niners playoff games. Green Bay's defense couldn't stop them at all, at all. And when you can run the football, especially, you eat the game away and keep him on the sidelines. Rodgers can do nothing if he's not on the field. Which, but this was not that game. Oh, I know it's not. We had plenty. Oh, I know. No, I know. I'm just saying. We like as the. You know, as Aaron Rodgers had plenty of opportunities to get this game back in control, he was that we were constantly getting the ball back mm-hmm. and constantly giving it back. And the defense had to be worn down by the end of the game. They played most of it, so it, it's it's it was a horrible loss, man. I'll be honest. 50-50. As a yeah. as a Packers fan, it was the one of the most. It had to be the most disappointing loss I've ever seen because because I never felt like we actually showed up except for the first drive. And that was what was frustrating. I've had more frustrating losses. I mean, the Packers have had more frustrating, more dis, more frustrating losses, but none as disappointing as them not showing up this, on Saturday this was, night. It was pathetic. It, it was a horrible, it, it really was. horrible game. And I mean, uh, but let, let's get to what the Niners did right. Okay, I'm gonna give credit where credit's due, even though it pains me in every part of who I am. Okay, I hate the San Francisco 49ers mm. with a passion. But Jimmy G made good throws when he had to. He didn't have to make very many of them, but when he had to, he did. And that's his job, similar to Matt Stafford. You know, like like we, we were talking about the other day, like he just had to make a play when he had to make a play. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, he just had to make a play when he had to. Do you see what I'm saying? But he made him. I honestly felt like he, he I won't say he outplayed Aaron Rodgers, but he outplayed him when it mattered. 
And that is what it is. You see what I'm saying? Rogers has to live with that. Like, I personally hope it keeps him awake at night because it kept me awake on Saturday night. I was devastated. Um, I was so pissed off I had to jump up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. So, yeah, I mean, but the Niners as a team, their defense played really well. Bosa was getting pressure all night. Mm-hmm. Um, they stopped the run pretty well, so that wasn't really something the Packers felt like they could go to. Um, and, and, I mean, special teams. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and personally, I as much as it pains me to say this, I think Shanahan's probably the best coach in the league as far as getting what he gets out of his team with what he has. Um, if he has, you know, anything weapon-wise that he can use, he usually figures out a way to make it work and at least make him competitive. They rarely are just blown out of a game. They're usually competitive. And he just, to me, showed again why he's one of the best coaches they, in the league. They made the plays in crunch time. That's the difference. They made the plays. Kittle's catch on the sideline. Kittle's the catch block on the punt. Yeah. The block field goal. I mean, you know, it just, yeah. Well, and it, it was just frustrating, too, because it wasn't like, I almost, I mean, it wasn't like they were, you know, this wasn't a tit-for-tat game. Mm. Like, it wasn't, you know, I mean, we're not even going to compare it to Bill's Chiefs, but it wasn't a tit-for-tat type game where you, you know, like Titans, Bengals was kind of back and forth. Both teams were in it. You know what I'm saying? Tannehill would make a mistake, and then, you know, Bengals would get a field goal. Well, I mean, this wasn't like that. Like, the Packers were still in control going into the fourth quarter, but, you know, I've watched a lot of, we've all watched a lot of football. You knew... As the game wore on, you're like, man, they just haven't pulled away. Nope. And there's a lot of time left in this game. And they're not even mustering drives. There was no even. There was no sense of anything. Yeah, I I didn't even have like, could you go down and kick a field goal? I mean, I don't. I I was almost to the point. I was like, can you get a first down or two and try to flip the field? That was my thing. I was like, I don't even. I mean, I want obviously points. But it was to the point of where I was like, we're not even holding the ball Mm-mm. to force them to to like to make the game go by quicker with us in control. So you're literally not in control of the game. I mean, it, that it was, fourth it was and one stop. Yeah, I mean, great play, penetration, three yard loss, three and out. I mean, that completely shifted the momentum back in the Packers' favor, and they still could do. Nothing. Yeah, you go down and get a field goal. That uh, game is probably over. I God, mean, what, you go down and kill, kill six two, minutes o'clock. Three, yeah, six, whatever, four minutes. Flip the field, make them earn an actual, like an actual drive. Not oh, we just need we need twenty five yards. And I mean, to me, you know, I know that we, like I said, you knew special teams was an issue. Mm-hmm. You knew the game. If it got close, that could be a problem. It should have never been that close. They should have never had a shot at that. So, for me, this loss is on the offense. It's on Aaron Rodgers in particular. Um, As the quarterback of this team, as the leader of this team, as the franchise guy of this team, as the guy talking about leaving at the beginning of the season and then being all in and talking about cherishing the moment and the experiences and all this stuff – and then you go out here and you lay the biggest egg of your career. And I, I just, I have to be honest, man. After the game, they ask him about his career, like his, if he's coming back or whatever, which 
we knew that kind of stuff, that kind of talk was coming regardless, whenever the playoff run ended. Mm-hmm. But for him to not just deflect the question naturally and answer in a couple days, he didn't even seem that disappointed about the loss anymore. He shifted. Like, it was like, well, we have a lot of free agents. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that won't be back next year. It was just a very, like, matter-of-fact, non-invested way to answer the question. Now, maybe I read too much into it. Maybe I was just super pissed about the loss. I always try to – I tend to think that you whatever a quarterback says after a really bad loss or a playoff loss, not to take it too uh, yeah, literal yeah. because it's – I mean, it's, it's, it's an emotional so time. Yeah. defeating. Yeah. And especially a loss like that where it's on you. And he even said only scoring 10 points wasn't good enough. So, I mean, even like Tom Brady, you know, taking it day by day. Now, the next day on the podcast said the same thing. We covered that yesterday. But yeah, I, I, I tend to to wait and let the wound heal some. And then see what it is. But, I mean, we'll see. You know, he said he's not going to drag it out. Because, you know, uh, we'll know before March 16th when free agency starts. So, I mean. I mean, listen. Aaron it Rod- might be the end of Aaron Rodgers owes me nothing as a fan. Oh, no. He's given me plenty of great playoff memories and regular memories. I mean, we got multiple yeah. Hail Marys that are fantastic. You got the Cowboys divisional games twice. Um I mean, he he's been he's had some great moments in the playoffs, just usually in divisional games. Like it, it's never been in NFC championships. Even even the one he won, you know, the Packers team just outplayed the Bears that day. Bears also had Haney playing quarterback second half. So Alaska Cutler's a bum. Uh, yeah, he's a he was world class. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just I have to put the loss on Rodgers. It was extremely disappointing. Hats off to the San Francisco 49ers because they did come to play, and they never gave up. They never stopped working. So I, I, I have to give them props in that way. Like, they could easily have been, like, after the, the 7-0, it's like, oh, we're, you know, oh, man, we're, we're not going to be able to hang in Lambeau. I mean, they took that punch, and we start, We this was similar to the team two years ago that lost to the Niners where we used to say they, they weren't tough enough. We are like, they can't, they can't take a punch. Well, this this season you saw them take punches, and I think that's what made it so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Was you saw them able to battle through games, and it was like this game they reverted back to that same scared team from two years ago. On well, on offense, yeah, that's de- true. Def- defensively, they was just like, man, these guys they they get hit in the mouth and they they got no answer. They just cower in the corner. Yeah. Now, not this time. That defense came to play and was flying around, hitting. I mean, listen, they were aided by some early drops. You, other teams got to make plays, too. Yeah, I mean, I well, don't give a shit about that. Well, I mean, the, so, fumble, the fumble was somewhat of a slick drop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he, it felt like he almost didn't have good And that one Kittle should have caught. It was a little behind him, but you've seen George Kittle make better. I mean, he, hell, he made a better catch later in the game. Anyway, oh, man. like you said, Aaron Rodgers didn't owe anything, you know, because – We've we've talked several times how him his career and Favre's kind of have mirrored each other, and how for years they had to carry yeah. the entire yeah. franchise. If if you know, I mean, you never really know. But if if this defense had been here five years ago, who knows? 
I don't like playing the what if thing, but constantly, constantly, you just, I never, I never, I always thought we're going to have to outscore everybody. I mean, that's just my, my whole thought was, and, and you've heard former Packers talk about Ted Thompson's mindset after they won that Super Bowl was, well, we got Aaron Rodgers, we're just going to score. You can't do that. That's not a way to think. That's not the way to play the game. No, it's not. Even, listen, Patrick Mahomes is great. Great. They don't beat the San Francisco 49ers or make it to the Super Bowl even if that defense doesn't make a total flip that last half of the season yeah. and starts playing w- way better. Yeah. Because it's a game of inches, especially in the playoffs, especially in Super Bowls. Especially, Tom Brady can tell you that. Especially when things get tight. Uh-huh. So. It's. I mean, it's. It's on Rogers. He doesn't owe us anything at all. I mean, it's. It's his life. It's. You know. It's his whatever. But also, what you do owe to your teammates is not what he did Saturday. Yeah. You don't owe us nothing. It's the guys battling with you. You owe. And you failed them. Well, and I almost just felt like he was ready to put this chapter behind him as he was walking off the field. Like it. It didn't look like. You know, he was going to – to me, I, I I will be very surprised if he's back next year. I, I really don't think that that was – like attitude-wise, body language-wise, like even the things he said throughout the year, I, I it's it's all been like enjoy the, this year as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if he's been saying all that and then willing to go back on it, you know, more power to the Packers. But Here's the difference. Now, I know he was retired. Favre was a babbling, crying fool in 2008 when he when he announced his retirement. Yeah. You think you think Aaron Rodgers gonna cry when he retires? No. I don't think he will either. No. That's that. I really don't. That's just not his personality. No. Right? Well, it's not his personality. I'm not gonna say he didn't. He, he never cared. Because listen, the dude used to. He. Yeah. There was there was there, a, there were there were times it's like man, you can't stop him, and he like knows you can't, mm-hmm. and then he gets that that cocky ass little. Half smile going, and it's like, oh, it's on now. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. And we'd seen that. Like mm-hmm. I, I think, like I said, you know, if if you hadn't seen that throughout the year this year, you, I, I wouldn't have put so much stock in this in this situation. And and I, I mean, subsequently, I wouldn't be so disappointed. Yeah. Because I would be like, well, you know, whatever, whatever. Honestly, I, I felt like we were kind of, you know, Rogers little snake bitten in the playoffs. I had to start accepting that 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 might be his fate. Like it just might not happen. And so I went into these playoffs apprehensive. As I was picking teams, though, I was just like, they've looked so good this year. They Mentally, they look very strong. They've been grittier. Everything was lined up for them to be able to win this game, and they, they did not come through. And mm-hmm. in particular, Rodgers didn't mm-hmm. come through. Um, to me, it's, it's, it affects the way that I think of him in comparison to other, other Hall of Famers. Sure. And, and it is what it is. Like I know that's... It might not be fair or whatever, but this was a game. I feel like if you put a Hall of Famer in that situation, they have to be able to find a way to win it. If I put Tom Brady in this situation, he's going to find a way to give me 14 points. If I put Peyton Manning in this situation, even towards the end of his career when he couldn't throw well at that last year, I still feel like he'd find a way to get you a read and make at least a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm just naming the guys I well, got. And what hurts even more is the display you saw Sunday night. Yeah. And it's like... You know, Rogers used to be like that. Maybe not as, not it, not maybe. Uh, you know what? Nah, primary Rogers was was something to see. That was he he was tune in factor. 
Yeah. So it's 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 disappointing, but we'll we'll see how it plays out. We'll we'll dive into all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. Once before, come March when or whenever the decision is made. The decision. I mean, well, I mean. The, no, I know it's, it sounds like. LeBron. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I mean, and, moving and on. That, that pains me. Moving on. Let me ask you a question. Uh, let's let's pick these the NFC. You got Rams versus Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, I am picking the Rams. I think that that this this is their time to beat that Niners team. Like I, I don't know about Super Bowl. I'll get to that here in a minute. But I will say that I, I think that they are the better team all around. And if Jimmy G, I don't know if he can do that three games in a row where he makes enough play. Like even in the Cowboys game, he still gave the Cowboys chances to win. So. Debo took some vicious shots from the Packers that night. Like I was, I was glad to see the Packers like hitting, and that was what was so frustrating too. The defense was hitting, mm-hmm. but anyway, I, I got the Rams. Um, and with what's probably a close game, they know each other too well, I think, for it to get out of hand. Um, and I trust Stafford to make the critical throw more than I trust Jimmy, even though they played him less than a month ago and it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. But I'm picking the Rams. I'll take the Rams too. Shanahan's beaten McVay six times in a row. It's it has to end somewhere, and I think it ends here. It's in Los Angeles, NFC champion or Super Bowl berth on the line, and they're the healthier team, the better team, and what they did against Tampa, almost giving it away, not flinching at the end, and Stafford. In both playoffs, I mean, I know he wasn't. I mean, he didn't. He only threw the ball seventeen times against the Cardinals, but he was money yesterday. With everything else falling, or falling, with the sky falling, he he was calm. Yeah. And I, and I was when we were waiting to see it, and Garoppolo has this like. Uh, I mean, you know, Garoppolo is not even Shanahan doesn't really. He's like forced to trust him. Yeah, I mean, which is not what you want, but it, which is you can lose with him, but you can't win without him. Which is kind of funny in Shanahan, in like in his system in general, because his system is predicated upon a quarterback who just doesn't make mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. and by mistakes, I mean like critical mistakes, like. A quarterback in that system, you know, that loves to run the football, that that runs all these different kinds of designs running the football, isn't he's not asking a quarterback to go out there and throw for 350. Mm-mm. He's literally saying, give me like 200 yards. You know what I'm saying? Make the third down, the third down throw that I need, make the proper read and just don't lose me this game. I'm going to put you in the best position to win. So the irony that the Jimmy G can't do what is extremely little ass? Like mm-hmm. of all the of all the guys in the playoffs, I would say he is asked to do the least. Probably. Left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but either way, I just I feel like the magic's going to run out, and I, I'm definitely picking the Rams. Well, the the Niners front gives the Rams problems, the, and and honestly, the Niners offense gives the Rams problems because they want to grind it and run it. And that doesn't allow Von Miller and Aaron Donald to rush the passer. Yep. Or in, in Floyd. So, but here's the thing. If they can stalemate and get them to third and long, like the like the Packers were able to, get after him. Jimmy G, he going to throw you one. You just got to catch it. Yep. So, 
And and stat and I just you know and and you saw in that last game they played because it's it's crazy that they played you know and this would be the second time they played in the, this month. Yeah, and it's the playoffs, <laughs> and it's the playoffs, and it's the NFC Championship, yeah. not just the block. <laughs> so, and and you saw the Rams get up and give it away, and Stafford had one of those up and down games. I don't expect that this time. That there 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 is no if anyone ha- on that team or anyone had any doubt that Matt Stafford can he get it done. I think he sh- he he closed that argument Sunday, so I'll take the Rams in nice. a close, hard-fought game because it's divisional. These two teams know each other, and I'm gonna tell you something: McVay's probably staying up 21 hours a day because he wants it. Yeah, I mean bad. Which I knew Lafleur wanted it too. Oh yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I I actually felt for Lafleur. Sorry, side note: I think Lafleur's a good coach, and and he seems like a, a stand-up guy. So. So it was kind of it was rough to have to see him own it again like that, but he always does. That's why I respect him. Um, I agree with you. I got I got Rams, man. I just, I think it'll be a pretty good game. It'll it'll be probably back and forth. Oh, I think it's gonna be real good. But I I think the Rams take it in a close one. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the AFC, mm-hmm. you've got the upstart Cincinnati Bengals and the returning AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs, fresh off of a classic, oh, man. at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got in this game, Cracker? Okay, first of all, Andy Reid, first coach, NFL history, two different teams, four straight AFC, or four four straight conference championships, super impressive. Yep. Now, and won most of them, but getting there is still something. Okay, Andy Reid is a one of the one of the good guys in football. That you know, I mean, I was happy for him when he when when they won in 2018. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's all they're getting at. Well, similar to like Arians, where you know these mm. are guys who have been around the league for a long time. I mean, there's a lot of connections with those guys to 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 the past, like just like Andy Reid being good friends with Madden. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still he's been around that long. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to to have a personal relationship with Madden. So, I, I mean. It, Reed is a good guy. I'm taking the Chiefs, man. I think at home, I, I mean, you've got to be a little worried after playing that kind of a marathon-type game um, that there might be, you know, any kind of layover or anything like that. But I feel like the Bengals' offensive line is so bad. And apparently, I mean, and the Chiefs, I feel like the Chiefs will do enough to win. It may not be as convincing <laughs> Or perfect as the Bills game, but I don't think it's going to have to be. Do you see what I'm saying? So, you know, the game the game dictates itself. I, I feel like um, I feel like the Chiefs are going to end up back in the Super Bowl. I got Chiefs Rams. Once again, matchup of teams that played not too long ago. Yeah. Um, and you saw in that game, it might have been the same week. No, nah, it was the week before. <laughs> it wasn't because last week's all division games. Week eighteen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that so, was that. Because if the Rams 17. had beat the Niners, the Niners wouldn't have gotten in. Yep. And the Saints would have got in. Man, that would have been um, great. Right. I couldn't help it. I, I couldn't know. help it. I, I, I want to play the best teams. I know. I want to. You should beat the teams that are in front uh, of you. But damn it, it would have been nice not to have seen the Niners. Well, and the and the Rams are thinking the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you saw in that in that last matchup, Chiefs get up. Have a chance to pull away. Can't do it. The fighting Joe Burrows come storming back because that's what they do. Joe Burrow was my MVP, and I think he's done nothing but confirm it so far. 
Because out of the even okay, out of the four teams left, which one would you think was the least likely to get to the championship weekend? Oh, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Even the Niners, if you had said they beat the Packers, no one would have been and this was before I'm saying if you said mm-hmm. that before the game, no one would have been totally shocked. Mm-mm. People would have been shocked at how it happened. But it wasn't necessarily that the Niners won. It was how they won. Yeah, because the Bengals in, in, in the wild card round beat the Raiders. But, man, the Raiders were close. And you thought, well, okay, they won the division. They're ahead of schedule in their rebuild. And then they go and beat the Titans. Now the Chiefs. Marathon, great game, top ten, playoff game, all time, against the Bills. Is there a letdown? I don't know. I could see it either way. They've been here before, but then they also even 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 that Texans game and their Super Bowl run was a colossal disaster in one quarter, completely flipped. They didn't have they weren't never even in that instance on the ropes like I think they were last Sunday. That someone actually like matched a, them. Yeah, that was dude, and that was. I mean, once again, I know we talk about this. We we talk about this at length, but I mean, that's what made the game great. Was that you? That was that was like you said. Ever since the Patriots game that they lost in the AFC Championship, no team had pushed them that hard. Even oh. the even the Bucks last year. The Bucks just dominated the line of scrimmage oh. and they couldn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. But like that was. Two teams pushing each other to, like, max ability. Yeah. When the Chiefs had it all rolling, no one's been able to have it at the same level. Yeah. And that's what you saw. It's a shame that wasn't the AFC Championship. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll be honest. I like, mean, that, that should have been for we more. All, we all thought that. Uh, that should have been for more. That Well, you know, but. You, it, it is what it is. It is. I mean, is the Chiefs start off really slow. The, the Bills been, had sprinkled in a bunch of some disasters through the year. Well, and the Chiefs could have been the one seed. They, they blew it to the Bengals. So you got Chiefs? Yeah. I, you just, you, I, wa- I wa- Listen, I want to take the Bengals. I do, but I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. I, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Not only because I'm, I'm tired of all these Chiefs fans, but also tired of all the, the, the Tarjay stuff. All this Chiefs crap coming all the time. Um, that's why I've been saying on the belt all week, go Bengals. And oh, I got yeah. everybody else saying go Bengals. That's pretty funny. Because they're tired that's, of this crap. That's tired of funny. having 24 boxes going to Target and Academy Sports. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That Bengals offensive line is horrific. And, I, and also, I don't think Cincinnati's going to be able to bottleneck Mahomes enough. Because that to me that was the difference in <clears throat> Bills Chiefs was neither team could corral these quarterbacks, and you can't cover forever. That's just it. So, yes, Chiefs. I mean, I, I like seven points. I think is the spread. I mean, I could, I could listen. If they come with their A game, I could see them stepping on Cincinnati and ripping their head off. But man. If they can't cover Jamar Chase, yeah. it's going to be a long day. Yeah. And even, listen, back to the Bills Chiefs again. Stephon Diggs had like three catches for seven yards. Gabriel Davis had eight for 201. Yeah. So, if they take Chase away, Higgins, Boyd, somebody, 
the Bengals, everyone, don't write off the Bengals. Okay? No, I, and I'm not. They're, yeah, they're gonna, I'm not. They're, Joe Burrow might throw five interceptions in this game. He's going to keep chucking the ball down there. Well, it's, it, why and the, not? And the Chiefs' secondary is somewhat of a weakness. Like, you know, you saw that, especially if, if Matthew's not healthy. Like, you're going to have Sorensen back there trying to patrol, and he's more of a hit and safety. He's really not a coverage guy. So it could, it could, it could be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals – made it really competitive like really competitive but i i just i feel like the chiefs are just going to have enough to be able to hold on yeah i don't i think the Bengals. i think their their run while as great as it's been is is over because i as much as i love joe burrow he he i don't think he can't he, he can't do he can't do what josh allen could do yeah he's not there yet I mean, he's not the athlete. Well, and frankly, Josh his Allen offensive is. line isn't either. Well, that's well, well, that's the biggest thing. Is the Chiefs' offensive line is uh, is obviously better than Cincinnati's, and they're going to be able to do a better job of protecting him. And if Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times, they ain't winning this game. Yeah. So, well, I, it's just so we both got Chiefs Rams. Mm-hmm. Last weekend was the first weekend. Uh, I don't. Did either one of the the only team we got right was the Rams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm From six and zero to one and three. Oh, man, goodness gracious! I don't know. Um, anyway, it was a classic, classic weekend of football. Oh yeah, it was. It was probably one of my. You know, I, I can't remember a weekend. I seriously can't remember. I don't, four a, walk-offs. Yeah, I can't remember a weekend where every game was was engaging and enthralling, and then you had this gigantic exclamation point on it on Sunday night. So, mm-hmm. you know. NFL won this weekend. <laughs> like, oh, man. I, mean, I mean, the NFL won Ooh. this year because they had the whole Week 17 thing going, Week 18. Well, where, okay, let's be honest. The NFL wins every year. Yeah, but this was this was different. Like, this was this was the kind of weekend that, that the casual fan yeah. had to pay attention to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway, NFL wins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can I get you anything else for the NFL? I mean. Anything else for the NFL? No, we can get into the, the coach and stuff later. I mean, you obviously had Sean Payton announcing he was Oh, retired. man, Payton did. Let me ask you that real fast. I mean, he he resigned, but he did say he is not. He, he doesn't want to say retired. He said he's he he's not going to rule out coaching forever. I mm-hmm. think he just needs a break. Oh, yeah. But he's also not coming back to the same. 16 years. That's a long it, time. I mean, I know. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like that, but damn. I was like, six. is that right? And I was like, yeah. Has to be. Well, and I remember when he was the young whiz kid mm-hmm. next to Bill Parcells, and they were like, this guy, this guy, this guy. And so it's crazy to think that was 16 years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, I mean, it didn't seem like it was that long ago. Um, I, I, I mean, the rumors are the Cowboys, and maybe not this year, but next year if they don't do well. Oh, we'll, we'll see, because he said, he said he'd, be, he'd be interested in going into TV, and he's, and we'll see. I mean, like with Amazon trying to get it, their foot in the door, poaching a guy like Sean Payton. I don't know. I don't know if he's in. The, if he's like, I don't think he's a play-by-play guy. Maybe he's in the studio somewhere. I mean, he he's talked about being interested in doing something like that, and he didn't rule out not coaching again. But I, the guy's just, he didn't even want to say burnout, but I think that's what it was. Well, I mean, he seemed tired, man, and you you. You know, I mean, he got nine wins out of a team. He had to use four different starting quarterbacks. That's insane. And, and then, you know, he had the whole um, Colson thing going on this year where 
That's that's not Colson. Uh, Mark, no, who's there? Michael who's, Thomas. Thomas, geez, where are you, Colson? I well, Colson used to play for the Saints. Michael, the whole Michael Thomas debacle, mm-hmm. and we still haven't really heard what happened with that. Uh, well, and I mean, as far as I know, he still wants out of, out of New Orleans. Well, and just the way that all kind of played mm-hmm. out, he seemed pretty disappointed about that. He had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had Jameis Winston, who looks like he's going to take over the job, and then now he's blows out his knee. And so, I mean, I'm sure emotionally, you know, mentally, I'm sure all of that was extremely taxing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it just is what it is. Um, Worthlessburger officially retired today. Sorry, Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, excuse me. Um, I mean, I, I listen, I've been saying Roethlisberger should have retired five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't have made it this long if it wasn't for Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell making him look better those last, you know, six, seven years ago. I, he's been a stationary target for a long time. Um, honestly, probably like eight to ten years of not great quarterback play, just surrounded by good weapons and a great defense. You know how many years the Steelers' defense was not top ten while he was there? I imagine it's not very many. It's like three. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, I, I say all that to say, you know, good for him. I'm glad we beat him in the Super Bowl. I mean, he also had to contend with Peyton and Tom. You know, it's just like I mean, it's it's just like like the a like okay, so the AFC now, Herbert, Burrow, yeah, that's true, Allen, Mahomes, that's true. that's true. You know, you got like the old guard in the NFC and all the young bucks, young yeah. young bucks in the AFC now. I'll give you that. We're gonna get into that when we start talking mm-hmm. about Russell Wilson and and Rodgers. We're gonna talk about that here in the coming weeks. Um, I mean, the landscape of the NFL could change with some of these situations. I mean, just when when Tom Brady was leaving, he thought, could it get any better? I'm like, mm, it might get a little more interesting. It's, nah. it's going to get very interesting. Mm. Um, anyway. Kaka, last thing I want to get into, and it's, it's it, you know, it's easily mixed in, you know, forgotten with all this uh, NFL talk. I, you know, I'm a baseball fan, mm-hmm. um, huge baseball fan. Hall of Fame voted, came out on Tuesday. Um, Big Poppy got in, in my opinion, totally deserved. Uh, one of the best hitters of his generation. Um, clutch, clutch hitter. Like, clutch in the postseason. Seemed like he always came through with a big hit when you needed it. Helped turn around, like, an 86-year-old curse. And, I mean, like, it's, I mean, he turned an entire fan base into winners. You know what I'm saying? Um, three-time World Series champion, one of the best players on the teams every time they won. Um, you know, 04, he's making all the clutch hits against the Yankees. 07, he was just a solid, solid baseball player. And then 13, he w- he had one of the hottest postseasons, I've, especially the World Series, I've ever seen a guy have. Like, I, I will never forget, like, him... <laughs> He ripped a foul ball, and this is when Tim McCarver was still there. This is right before he left, and he was just like, "Dude, that guy, whoever, like, walk up, better be careful pitching to that guy." He was like, "I did you see how hard he hit that foul is ball?" That the, is, is that the series he world, the series he hit six eighty eight? Yes, yeah. it was that series. Like, mm-hmm. and and that was six eighty eight with them intentionally walking him like towards the end of the series. Mm-hmm. He was he was absolutely on fire. Um, I mean, he he was he still led the league in OPS when he was forty. And it was his last season. So, I think it's deserved. I would have liked to see more people get in. And I know you're going to expound on this. Um, I, but, just strictly from a standpoint of being happy for Big Poppy, I was glad that they at least got that right. 
Okay. Real quick, who else would you put in? Honestly, mm-hmm. Kurt Schilling should have got in. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the only other one? Huh? Is that the only one? No, I'm still oh, one. okay. Kurt Schilling for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go into why just yet. Just I'm asking. I, well, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I have to go into why in order to explain it. Like okay. I, Bonds, should be in the Hall of Fame, and I say that with with a caveat that. I understand if you want to figure out how you're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Like, if you want to, you know, do some... Like, if you want to have some different set of, of something to 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 expound on, on, on his career in some way, I understand that. Like, I was super frustrated with him the more I realized he had, you know, taken steroids also. I actually, to be honest with you, I became a baseball fan during his his initial home run chase like in in 0102 type era when he was trying to hit 70 home runs like that was that was it was alluring so to me So you never saw him before like head swole No I yeah. I mean I uh-huh. I mean that would have been like 93 92 mm. I would have been 8 years old I was too busy watching basketball watching mm. Jordan Uh so I mean it it is what it is he did, if he did it I mean you know what I'm saying but it was a Hall of Fame career before that like, if you had cut his career off at 1999, he still got 400 stolen bases, 400 home runs. It's it's still a remarkable home. He's still an over 300 hitter. You could say, and, and this is the failure of the Hall of Fame, We're, and I know you're going to get into this, but the failure of baseball in general is that they aren't always forward thinking. And by always, I mean hardly ever. Like, and so instead of saying, you know, 10 years ago, Oh man, we're gonna have to deal with these steroid guys. How do we want to do it? Like, how do we want to deal with this? Do we want to say the records don't count up to this point? Do we want to say they get in with this asterisk? Do we want to make their like? But figure it out. Like, and this is the the cowardice of Major League Baseball in general. Like, also is that they don't they're not forward thinking. They're reactionary, and instead of being ahead of this situation, they've let it slowly play out for ten years. And let people get super pissed and argue and bicker about it because they are afraid to make a decision. They're hypocrites. And I'm, and I'm, let's talk bonds for a second, okay? So you're not going to put him in. You're not going to. The writers aren't going to vote him in. Yet he still has bats, jerseys, in the hall. So everyone, everyone wants to talk about. Well, it's a museum. He's part of the story. Well, you can still see the story. And the, the fact that they don't vote him in, but yet, oh, yeah, we'll take this. We'll take that. We'll put that yeah, in the hall. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, does all that shit have an asterisk next to it? Yeah. I mean. It's pathetic. Okay. I mean, it, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, okay, let me ask you this real fast. Who's the all-time, in your opinion, all-time leader in home runs is who? Thank you. Okay. Now. One thing about your argument I, I, I disagree with is the whole, well, he was a Hall of Famer before. Well, a Hall of Famer shouldn't need to do what he did. It was all because I'm not getting the attention. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire are getting all the attention. And, he, and Bonds, to his credit, is three times the player either of them ever were. Yeah. But you let it get to you did this to yourself. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I struggle with. I mean, Bond, and, and I did too for a long now, time. Now, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Now, now, now he, he was on the juice. 
and it helped him hit these home runs. But now it doesn't help you hit the ball. It helps you hit it farther, but it doesn't help you hit the ball. That's true. Okay, the hard we've discussed this on this podcast before. The hardest thing new in sports is baseball. It's ridiculous. Nowadays, you got guys throwing straight gaze, just 100, 105, whatever. I mean, there's there's guys throwing 95-mile-an-hour breaking pitches. Ridiculous. Anyway. Not fair. Well, not it is what it is. No, I mean, I'm just saying. So, that there's, you know. Like, there's a point where you're up to the league, bat. The league can, the league, listen, the, 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 ba- the baseball writers in the Hall of Fame, just like Major League Baseball, can change things if they want to. Juicing the balls. get. But here's the deal. It shouldn't be just writers. But here's the problem. The, the Hall of Fame isn't directly tied into Major League Baseball. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. So it's the Baseball Writers Association's Hall of Fame. That makes There's no your sense. issue. That makes no sense. That's a big problem. That makes no sense. Why on... on why... Would you just have writers who, granted, a lot of these guys have been covering the game a long time, but never played. You can have, I'm not saying writers don't have a purpose and they shouldn't have, some shouldn't have a vote. But why not have it former managers, players, executives, baseball people to vote on this? Now, I'm not saying it would have, because you're adding more votes, it would have been enough to get them in. Yeah. Because people are not going to put Clemens and Bonds in. Because basically these two are tied together now. Yeah. And have been. And some thought they were just going to make them wait 10 years. I, I really thought that was what was going to happen. I mean, and, and I, was, I, and, thought, I thought it was going to be a 10 year wait and then they were going to. In the last in. two, three years, you saw a big trend. They got them like, to like 60. You're thinking, Dan, you know what? How they, but you know what? Riders are petty. And Bonds rubbed a lot of people the wrong way towards say, the dude, end of like, his career. It, well, and here, here's the hypocrisy of the situation, right, mm-hmm. to me, like, in a nutshell. Like, Pudge Rodriguez was a first ballot Hall of Famer mm-hmm. two or three years ago. You put him in the Hall without hesitation. Mm-hmm. He was the best catcher of his generation. And he's linked to steroids, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lost 40 pounds when the drugs test started coming out. Mm-hmm. 40 pounds of muscle. Never the same hitter, like power hitter again. Still a great defensive catcher. Like, oh, I, I always remember Pudge for his defense. Yeah, I mean, I was, but no, yeah. he had a couple years where he hit like thirty-five home runs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and batted three hundred. He was, I mean, he he was a solid contributor to some of his teams. So I say, I mean, that's ridiculous that he's in. Let's say, well, well Big Poppy got popped. I, I was just about to say, Big Poppy for as as, but Big Poppy's. Loved oh, and yeah. adored as a personality, sure, sure, like sure, courts courts sure. the media almost unintentionally. Well, and he still does, and he's still an ambassador to the game. Works for Fox during the postseason and all. But that that's stuff. my yeah. point, though. Is it's like, and it's like Bonds, this you know standoffish personality guy. You know what I'm saying? Guy who would tell the media to go f themselves, like like let, judge me by my and play. Did it to himself because he wasn't getting the spotlight he uh, felt he deserved. I know, man. I know. I it, mean, an all-time great. And you know who else? I mean, there's other guys like that. Like, sure. It, and, but but eventually, history, like history, proves you right. And that's the problem with Bonds is that he just he didn't have the patience to let the league catch up to what he was doing mm-hmm. because people would have caught up. Oh, I mean, sure. Bob Costas said he said this millions of times because he hates Barry Bonds. 
But he said this millions of times. He's like, I always said in the 90s that what he was doing was like was better than anyone else in baseball. He was like, I, he said he always used to say that. He said he was the best player in baseball, like year in, year out. He would say that. He was like, so I'm not taking away from him. He's like, but just the idea that he would go do that. You think if he was in a bigger market and not Pittsburgh, that it would have been different? If he was in New York? I mean, he's in San Francisco from 93 on. Well, are you sure? Yeah, I am. Are you, you positive? Yes, because the Pittsburgh... The Pittsburgh situation breaks down because they lose to the uh, they lose to the Braves in like ninety one or ninety two, in the NLCS. It's it's a it's a catastrophic moment for Pittsburgh fans. It's Game Seven, <clears throat> like mm-hmm. it, of the NLCS. Oh, is that when Sid Breen? Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly, like it's it's a crit. And, and Bonds was a free agent going in. Like everybody knew that he was gone. Anybody who said Sid Breen was fast is lying. Like I, that's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> So I mean that's how I know for sure because he he was there ever since. It took years okay. for the team to get better, mm-hmm. and for the most of the '90s they just had him to lean on. But um, I, I I don't know, man. It's I, I'm not you know I used to be like Bonds cheated. I, I it drove me crazy that he did that to himself when he had a Hall of Fame career to lean on, already. And and but this is the like you said the hypocrisy of baseball is that they use these guys to get bigger gates. Mm-hmm. They use these guys to fill up the stadiums and bring fans back. They they allowed this all to happen for honestly. But, they knew steroids were a problem in the late eighties. But but you know what? What? What 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 saved the game? This in the necessarily last, in the nineties home runs. Mm-hmm. Mark McGuire, Sammy right. Sosa, Juicin. Yeah. That's why they let it go. Yeah. And Seelig, Seelig's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And this happened on his watch. I, I was like, going we to get to this him. Is, this is like, this is the, this is the hypocrisy. hypocrisy of the Baseball Hall of Fame. And like, Kiger, I'll be honest It's not just you. the Hall of Fame. That's baseball in general. Kiger, my favorite part of baseball is that it's so hard. And that like, as far as the Hall of Fame goes, it's, that it's really hard to get in. It's the fairest game of them all. It is. There's no, you can't. You can't cheat it. No, like, well, you can and, cheat, but you well, don't win. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's there's no game clock. You have got to make pitches. You yeah. have to make outs. You got to give the other guy his shot. Uh-huh. Is what Earl Weaver said. They said, "Did mm-hmm. you think you had the game after this?" He said, "Well, that's what makes the game great. You got to give the other guy his shot." Mm-hmm. So, it it is what it is, man. It it. I mean, but it's not right. Like that's no. the point. It's it's hypocrisy of the highest order. You know how many cheaters, murderers, rapists, drunks. Like drug addicts are already in the Hall of Fame. Well, Babe, Ruth, Babe Ruth was a hoe. Yeah. Ty, Ty Cobb was yeah. a racist yeah. who stomped a dude out. Cap Hansen is one of the greatest racists of all time. Like, yeah. and they know this. Like, that's what that's what pisses you off. It's not like this stuff came out. Like, they knew that shit when they put him in the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, you you could go down the list of Hall of Famers and say, well, he did some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. He did some crazy stuff. Like. It's it's always been that way. Mickey Mantle was an alcoholic hoe, like in New York, and everybody knew it. Like, I mean, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, like it's not these things aren't news. No. And so for them to be on this moral high ground, and 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 in Bond's defense, had they been had they got the testing and things in order in the early '90s, it would never have gotten out of control the way it did. Mm-hmm. And instead, they let it run loose, and then all of a sudden, Bonds is about to break a sacred record, and now, now this shit is a big deal. Like, oh man, now we really have to get the 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 league and the, the like get everybody well, together. His his statistics were 
cartoonish. I mean, it was. They were cartoonish. It, it, it's yeah, it's video game shit. Yeah, I mean, they were cartoonish, and it's like Dusty Baker said. He's like that guy's only seeing, you know, Here, one to two good pitches a game. Here's that, buddy. Yeah. So. You got you got Big Poppy. You know what his career on base percentage was three. You take this. all his all, all his home runs are out, runs. and it's three eighty four. It's still higher than Poppy. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I just well, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. You could, in my mind, you could find a way to go after his records without necessarily discrediting his entire career and his contribution to the game. And I guess that's what, like, instead of sitting down and figuring out how they're going to do it, they just try to let it play out and see what happens. And then, and and it's still the wrong decision. And also Bonds and Clemens are also non-apologetic about anything. Well, they're both, they're both super arrogant. Like they're both, I mean, they're both arrogant egomaniacs Mm -hmm. of the highest order. I've always hated Rogers Clemens. I don't want to say hated because that's a strong word. I'm just not a fan. I always thought he was kind of a douchebag. So, I mean, it is what it is as far as that goes. But I mean, it's not. It's not their fault that they were in their late 30s and all these other guys are doing steroids mm-hmm. blatantly, yeah. and then they go do it and it kicks them into a halt, a, a completely different stratosphere of greatness. Like that's not their fault that the rest of the league was cheating. And they just started cheating, and it was too noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, I, I get what you're saying, but it's also not an excuse. Here's the thing. So, now, people can view this however they want to, and the number should have an asterisk. Your all-time Cy Young Award winner, home run hitter, and hits hitter are not in the Hall of Fame. That's stupid. That's that's stupid. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, I mean... That's crazy. And, and, so, anyway... I'm going to get to Kurt Schilling now. Okay. Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. Whether you... We've said forever that the postseason should bring, could bring you up, could help you. Yeah. And that's what gets Kurt Schilling into the Hall of Fame. That's what does. Regular season pitcher, so-so. I mean, you could make the reverse argument for Greg Maddox. Not... Not he didn't have great numbers in the postseason. Great in the regular. Yeah. Okay. Hall of Famer. But see, now here we go. So it's Clay Kershaw. Yeah. No. No steroids. No nothing. Political views. Things he said. Doesn't get along with the media. That's the only reason. And you let him get to like seventy three percent. Yeah. What a joke. Is Kurt Schilling that worried about it? I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't think he is. Nobody knows. I think he's so pissed at baseball for what he feels is a grievance against him for his views outside of the game. Whether you agree with his views or not is irrelevant to him being in the Hall of Fame. They kept him out for that reason, and it's disgraceful. Because there's nothing, nothing on the field that's in question. Unless you just think the reg- his, his average so-so regular season keeps him out of the hall. Ridiculous. I, am, I thought they were just, once again, 
making him wait the 10 yeah. years. Which, once again, also, and that's also that's extremely really, that's, petty. That's extremely stupid, too, though. Like, yes. if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, like, you don't being wait. fucking petty. Yeah, you don't, and you don't, here's the thing. I mean, I heard one of the writers say the same thing. He was like, you know, I don't wait till we, till year eight and then put a guy, then vote for a guy. He's like, if a guy's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, so you vote for him from the outset. Let's get it out of the way. And I'll tell you this much, and this is the last thing I'll say about this. Alex Rodriguez, they got 35% of the vote. If Alex Rodriguez gets in the Hall of Fame before oh, Barry Bonds, God. I will raise holy hell in any way that I possibly That's, can. That, that is, that, yeah. Like, I am dead serious. Oh, yeah. That guy repeatedly got caught cheating, was suspended for an entire year of his career, mm-hmm. and, and has all kinds of other grievances that he put Major League Baseball through. Mm. I mean, he announced his free agency in the middle of the fucking World Series. Like, just total a-hole. <laughs> and, and, I mean, listen, I, I think, the, I, honestly, he's, 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 he's made me not hate him as much as an announcer because he actually does know the game, and well, I respect well, that. Well, you know what he's doing, though. It's a, it's a PR campaign. Oh, but, is it working? But my point is this. I mean, my point is this. If he gets in and you didn't put Bonds and, and, and Clemens in, like we have we have a serious problem and they need to shut the hall down until oh, they get man. That, until you, they get you, it fixed. You, 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 yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, I mean no, that that I get behind completely. That's ridiculous. Completely. That's ridiculous. Because if you're gonna hold them out for P for PED use and then he gets in because he's rehabilitated his image. Yes. Yeah. Is I mean, that's high. That's hypocrisy of the highest order. Uh, it would be ridiculous. Of the highest like, order. I, I, it would be ridiculous, and they would have to shut the hall Real down. Real quick, okay. postseason-wise for Kurt Schilling, 19 games started, 11-2, and 223 ERA. In the postseason. He was definitely the guy in the postseason that you wanted to hand the ball I mean, to. I mean, bloody sock comes to mind. Hey, sock's in the Hall of Fame, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, that's before uh, Oh, that's before he made enemies in, in, in the media. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sock's in the when, Hall of Fame, though. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, you know, here, here's the deal. Ray, him and Randy Johnson with Arizona in 2001, uh, who, who, who was the MVP that year? Oh, it was Kurt Schilling. Oh. Shills was a gamer. That's crazy. Shills I mean, was a gamer. He he did cooler. Cool as the other side of the pillow. I mean, it, he'd be on a he honestly to me he's on a short list on a need to win game in the postseason. Yeah, right offhand. I agree with you. There, there's the, he, he'd be on a short list. Yeah, Lester's also on that list. And yeah, he, and he's going to be facing the same type of criticism. But he's also not as as hated and oh, no. divisive. Yeah. But and we'll, I, and we'll see if he gets in. I I think he will. It'll take some years. But you're absolutely right about Schilling. Schilling should have got in. And you know, guys are talking about Scott Rowland, and I know Scott Rowland had a, a really good career. But there's just no way Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer before Kurt Schilling. I think he's the Hall of really good. He's not. He's not a, a Hall of Famer before Kurt Schilling. Like that's for sure. And. I mean, Once again, would you say Scott Rowland was better at his position than Jim Edmonds was for the Cardinals? That's close. No, see, I don't think I, – I think you could make it. And I don't think – Edmonds ain't getting in the Edmonds had an incredible glove. I mean, he – Incredible. Yeah, he did. Once again, though – Fucking Redbirds. Put Keith Hernandez in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Yeah. Keith Hernandez, greatest defensive first baseman. And this is like – this is a pro- another problem with the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame, too, though, is that it sometimes it takes years for them to figure this stuff out. And you know what happens? The guys die. I know. 
How in the world is Buck O'Neill not in the Hall of Fame? The man lived till he was like 85, and you never got him in? Like, you never got him in while he was alive? Okay, so... My God. You you put him in as like an ambassador. Yes. If, 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 I mean, if anything, if that's like the the bare minimum. Yeah, at the very least. I just, I can't understand, like, you know, uh, who just got in? Gil Hodges? He's going to get in. Like, he's been dead for 40 years. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's asinine. Like, you're, you're basically giving these people's grandkids, you know, a list of their accomplishments and saying your granddad was a great ball player. Like, I mean, do you understand how stupid that is? Uh-huh. Like, no, I get it. And, and I mean, Keith Hernandez, you know, probably in his 60s, you know, great ambassador to the game, been on Seinfeld, like, like just a good dude, like, you know, real interesting baseball player, great field general. Won two World Series. Like, if you guys are going to go back and get this stuff right, go back and get it right while they're alive so that they can appreciate it. Anyway. No, I mean, yeah. Major League Baseball has a lot of things to fix, and they need to start with the Hall of Fame. That's all I got to say. Can I give you anything well, else to I mean, that? You, you, could start, you could start with, you know, you know, getting... You know, the baseball season started. That'd probably be not priority number one. Uh, well, yeah, um, we one or the other. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you could. The thing is, you can work on this all the time. It shouldn't. I mean, be, Rob, shouldn't, Ma- shouldn't Rob Manfred is is a joke as a commissioner. It shouldn't be that and, damn hard. Well, I know. Well, I know it shouldn't be. I know. I know. I mean, listen. I mean, and the NFL's running this issue too. If you're putting waiting too long to put guys in the Hall of Fame, we're almost like. I mean, Jerry Kramer had to wait forty. Some fucking years. Yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure they didn't put Ken Stabler until after he passed away. Yeah. If you're gonna put him, if he's a Hall of Famer, put him in. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Imagine if Madden hadn't been alive when he got in. Like, uh, that would have been a great travesty of the game. I the mean, guy with the highest winning and people. And, and I know. And he. And the thing is, is most people of a of our age or younger don't even know he was a coach. Yeah. He was a broadcaster in the Madden game. And he was a contributor. Even if he never coached, he's a Hall of Famer <laughs> for what he did for the game. Yeah. Now, so, granted, he did say, he said, I, if they were going to try to put him in another way, he would Oh, yeah, no, no. So, well, I'm just saying, if you never had, I, I know he'd never been a coach. But, I mean, he also had a 700 winning percentage. That yeah, should, no. That should have been enough. Over, yeah, highest, over, high, I mean, 75. Yeah, over, set, over, over a decade in one of the more competitive minimum 100 decades. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I just want to talk about the Hall of Fame for a second. Yeah. It frustrates me to no end. I was really happy for Big Poppy. But at the same time, Big Poppy, like, the fact that you could just, you know, ignore Big Poppy's faults. And then glare on these other ones. I mean, it 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 just summarizes what's wrong. What what's wrong with the Hall of Fame in general? Well, I mean, baseball's had this this sense of of you know the game. It's pure. No, it's not. No man. And it never was. It never has been. It never was. Yeah. And the fact that you keep trying to persuade everybody that it is, you can't. Or, or that certain everyone. certain people are and certain people aren't. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. <sighs> I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, be sure to check us out anywhere podcasts are heard. Looking forward to a great championship weekend of football. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't let the whole thing get you down. And we'll go from there, man. See you guys. <laughs>